Ooh, hey everybody, hope you're doing well. It is Sunday, January 9th at 4.52 p.m. This is the second try at this. I already recorded it once. It was 14 minutes long. It was magical. And if you were here to see me talking, I apologize. Hopefully, we'll get some live viewers. I think we had five or seven at one point. I came back to my screen because I kind of go back and forth to look at stats, look at information just to pick stuff up. And I came back and everybody said, no sound. So I'm hoping I've fixed the tech problem. I believe I have. I've erased the old video. And now we're here. It is Sunday, January 9th. And this is a quick cast for you. A little bit of reaction to the Penn State win in Happy Valley and some football coaching news that's not been very good last couple days. But first, before I get started, let me thank our pals at uh, Martin Vintage, uh, martinvintage.com. Enter Boiled at checkout, get 15% off on your favorite uh, Purdue-themed t-shirt. Uh, the, the Martin family, they're, they're Purdue people. Uh, feel good about spending your money there, they're great. Uh, also, go over to Gridiron Metalworks, gridironmetalworks.com. Enter Boiled at checkout, 15% off. And finally, if you're in town for a game, which it won't be a little while until the Nebraska game, um, but when you're in town for a game, head over to uh, AJ's or go to eataj's.com. If you're in town, you want to order it uh, over to your place. Um, and uh, get some beef, get a burger, uh, watch watch some games, have a pint, uh, get some mac and cheese bites, bites that I like a lot. Eataj's.com. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And I apologize for my tech problems, but I think, I hope... That I've got it nailed. And so let's let's talk a little bit about what's happened the last couple of days. First, I'm going to talk about the Penn State basketball game. And then I'll talk about, of course, the coaching moves with Coach Shepard and Lambert. Uh, first off, Purdue uh, beats Penn State in the Bryce Jordan Center in Happy Valley in front of 10 or 15 people. Most of them in the Morton family party. I'm kidding. So there, were, there weren't many there because there are never many there at Penn State. It's a weird place. Coach Shrewsbury's got a bit of an uphill battle in Happy Valley because uh, Penn State is not a basketball school. How else can you say it? they got a beautiful arena. Um, it's waiting for fans, and they don't get a ton of fans there. T Penn State came into the game um, at 7-5. Uh, and five. I think they had won two straight, one of those over IU. They'd done a really good job of digging deep and coming back and beating teams in the closing minutes of games. Um, but um, versus Purdue, they kind of gave it Purdue everything they could handle. They had Purdue on the ropes towards the end of the game, had it down to a one-possession game, even were up, I think, in the final three minutes before Purdue closed them out. And really, Trey Williams closed them out. Let's make no bones about it. He was the guy that, uh, that did it all and uh, dragged Purdue to a victory. There are a couple key plays, I would say. One of them, uh, of course, was Jaden Ivey had a great defensive stop where he swiped the ball away from a Penn State player in the corner, was able to gather it before it went out of bounds. Purdue went the other way and scored. Trey Williams had a, a turnaround uh, with a foul, count it, hit the free throw. I think he hit two of his three free throws in the closing minutes. Um, two of his three made free throws, pardon me. He was three for four from the free throw line, which was pretty good for Trey. He generally hovers around 60%, but to go 75% is pretty solid. The team was uh, nearly 70% from the free throw line successful, uh, but the refs called a weird game. Uh, you're not going to hear me say that that, was, that had anything to do with the closeness of the game, but they did take one of Purdue's key elements out of the game, really, and that is big man play. They got Williams. Williams was in foul trouble early. Edie was in foul trouble early. Both were forced to sit down at the end of the first half and first came in. He did an okay job, kind of kept Penn State at arm's length. But uh, the offense is not the same without Williams or Edie in the game, obviously. Edie was in foul trouble much of the day. He got his fourth foul pretty early in the third 
uh, in the second half, uh, probably with about oh about seven minutes into the second half. But uh, Edie only finished with six points and six boards. Um, Williams, who I talked about earlier, who really carried Purdue, 21 points, uh, nine rebounds, a pair of assists, and a block. Really solid game. His shimmy was on fire. Uh, did a great job just kind of moving the ball out of the post when they tried to double down on him. Did very well. And when he, one of the guys he hit out of that double team was Sasha Stefanovic. Had a very good game, 13 points, uh, three rebounds. And most importantly for Sasha, those six assists. Uh, and, and that's really, to me, one of the bigger indicators when Purdue's succeeding. Stefanovic is dealing the ball out very, very well. And um, he's drawing, he obviously draws attention when he's hitting the three, but him getting getting it over to Ivy for a drive is, is, a, is a big part of Purdue's offense. Uh, Gillis was rock solid. Gillis had 14 points. He was three for four from three. Um, he hit, uh, let's see, he was uh, three for three free throws uh, for, from the free throw line um, and um, just played great. Uh, that was a career high for Gillis. Uh, Mason has been probably the most consistent Purdue basketball player on offense the last five or six games. Says a lot because you got a lot of guys that can play on this team. Obviously, a lot of guys didn't score, but he's just been very, very consistent. And on the other end of the court, defensively and on the glass, he's, um, while he's not, if you look, he's not, he doesn't have a ton of rebounds. He had two rebounds, but he's battling all the time. His effort is great. Another guy that doesn't get a bunch of statistical uh, credit here in the in the Penn State game is Morton. Morton only finishes with three points uh, and assist in 17 minutes, but he went two for two from the free throw line at the end. I'd say that's another one of those key plays to really putting Penn State away. Uh, Purdue finishes the game when uh, when 74-67 and is now 13 and two on this uh, season. Probably, um, I would say right now, in my opinion, this is a mid-season swoon. I am not completely in the belief that this is what this team is. I think they can get it, put it all together. The really good news about the Penn State game was the defensive effort was better. Uh, they were doing a better job defending shots in general, but they still allowed one guy to really define how good the, the opponent's uh, offense was. Uh, this time it was uh, Pickett from Penn State. He had 21 points, uh, 10 assists. I mean, just an incredible game. He's He's playing like an all-conference type of guy anyway, but uh, Purdue really had a hard time containing him. Penn State always gets guys that are from big cities, whether it's Philadelphia or New York, guys that can uh, create and throw up shots that look like they don't belong, even get near the rim and hit them. Um, and he's another one of those guys. He had a couple shots that looked like absolute prayers that just found nothing but the bottom of the net. Um, and those, the, a couple of those were really well defended, and he still hit them. And when a guy does that, he almost got to shake his hand and just say, good job. But when a guy is beating you like... Um, Wisconsin's uh, best player was the other night. Um, that's that's a big problem. And when you can't do anything about it towards the end of the game, you can't stop him, that's even worse. Purdue did find a way to put clamps down on Penn State at the end of the game. That's a big deal. That's a big difference. And so uh, that victory, I said it on Twitter. I'll say it here again. you got to savor every victory you get in the Big Ten. There were five top 15 teams that lost yesterday alone. Five of them. And you had two of them in the top six. Kansas and Duke both lose to unranked teams. Um, I know we were pretty spoiled early in this season, but you have to say getting a victory and rolling on and keeping going and getting better is a big deal. Purdue has plenty of things they, they can improve upon and will improve upon. The good news is they get out of Happy Valley with a victory. Um, Penn State came into that one with two straight wins. So um, knocking a team off that was playing pretty good basketball 
is a good thing. Next up, they were gonna they were set to play Michigan. Michigan is now on a COVID freeze or a COVID uh, whatever you want to pause. Uh, because they only have four or five players available. There was a discussion on Twitter on this, and I, I jumped in on it. Um, somebody said, uh, Jared uh, Jessovicitz, I, I think I'm saying that right. Um, he said this is going to hurt Purdue, and I think he's right. I think what will end up happening is Purdue will take that road game versus Michigan, and it'll get crammed in at the end of the season. I hope there's space space in the um, in the schedule for this game, um, but I don't know. You know, you have to have both teams find space, and that's the hard thing. My guess is it's going to hurt Purdue, and that really stinks because whether or not – I don't think Michigan did anything wrong because they don't have players uh, available. But to punish the team that is just kind of along for the ride really stinks. And especially it could be something that has ramifications for seeding, more importantly than anything for me, or the Big Ten uh, title. Uh, that matters to me. So I'm hoping that uh, this one doesn't hurt Purdue too badly. Uh, Michigan will get everybody healthy probably in the next five days, and uh, they'll be back at it. But until then, they're on a pause. Purdue's game then, uh, following Michigan, will be Nebraska, I think, on the 14th. It's a weird tip-off. It's 6.30 Eastern time tip-off, I believe, at Mackey. Um, And um, looking forward to it. But the great news, Purdue has time to kind of tweak things, get better, continue to work on – uh, defense, which is a big deal because they got to figure this out. The offense is not always going to be there. Teams have figured out that if you take certain parts away from Purdue, they struggle on offense. I think Purdue will get back into rhythm soon, but they surely aren't there yet. Now, let's talk a little bit about football. It's not rosy over there, which is funny because you come on the wake of a great bowl victory, a fun bowl victory, and right away, almost immediately, Lambert's Coach Lambert's name comes up as one of the possibilities for Wake Forest defensive coordinator. Sure enough, he's going to Wake Forest. If you don't know your Brad Lambert history, I can tell you a little bit about it. Brad Lambert was set to become Marshall's head coach. I believe he was Marshall's defensive coordinator before Purdue. And I believe the West Virginia um, legislature blocked something, blocked some move there. There was some sort of pissing match really it came down to. Lambert was caught in the middle of it. So Lambert ends up, the music stops. He doesn't have a job. He ends up at Purdue. He's a good guy, high character guy, a great defensive coordinator with a lot of experience. Purdue needed stability in a hurry. Lambert provided that. He did exactly what was needed. And I'd say the improvement on the defense is drastic and notable. So Lambert earned his money. It's awesome. He ends up going back to Wake Forest. He spent nine or ten years at Wake Forest um, under a different coaching staff and I think a different different athletic director. Not positive about that, but I know it's a different coaching staff. But it must have been a nice era for his, era for his family. He goes back to a place that used to be home, and uh, he will be back there. Uh, that's a head-scratcher for me uh, just from a coaching standpoint. He's like 53 years old, I believe. Um, so... Um, he has a lot of coaching left in him, but if he wants to be in West Virginia, can't fault the guy for wanting to be back in a place where he's comfortable. So he's gone, though. So we, we lose Coach Lambert in his stead. I think right at right away you're going to have um, Coach Hagens and Coach English be just co-defensive coordinators. I hope they don't bring somebody else in to make the third defensive coordinator again. That didn't make any sense for me then. Still doesn't make any sense for me. So, uh, But the good news is those defensive coordinators, English and Hagens, those guys are good coaches. They're well-known. They're high-character guys. Again, they uh, have an identity, specifically Hagen, I think, is a guy that um, uh, I think his identity rubbed off on the players. They got some grit and toughness that they really needed coming after in the wake of the Diaco kind of fiasco. And um, so that's all good. Uh, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be able to recover pretty easily. Now, on the other side, the offensive side of the ball, Purdue, we found out early this morning, uh, Jamarcus Russell, Russell is heading out to Washington. 
to be the wide receivers coach at Washington, University of Washington. Coach uh, uh, Coach Shepard uh, made like a hundred or four hundred fifty thousand dollars at Purdue. Pretty good money for a wide receiver and co-offensive coordinator because I think he they uh, Brom gave he and Brian some of the offensive coordinator duties, but I don't think he was ever officially um, close to being an offensive coordinator on his own. Perhaps that's the reason he went, because he didn't have the ability to call plays, and that was really a Jeff Brom thing. And we've said, I said to you at the beginning of the season, I wanted to see Jeff Brom give up some of the play calling. I still believe that'd be good for Purdue football and Jeff Brom to give up some of those reins to either Brian Brom or Shepard. Then now it would be just Brian Brom. But the bigger thing, of course, is these great wide receivers has been a def- definitive part of Purdue football and the rebuild of the program. Shepard had such a huge part in bringing in, I think it was just him pretty much that got Rondell Moore in. I know you have the, the Trinity connection there, but make no mistake, Jamarcus Shepard was super important in getting um, Rondell Moore, uh, David Bell, and Milton Wright all in to Purdue. Those are really elite receivers, and Rondell Moore and David Bell, both going to be in the NFL this time next year. That's a pretty high place to be to have that much talent. It's tough to see that next year's offense will have receivers that are that good. Um, So maybe that's part of the timing. Uh, Milton Wright is kind of in limbo because of his academic concerns, uh, based on what I'm reading. Uh, We don't know if he'll be back. That stinks as well. Um, But even behind Wright, we saw that what Purdue could go eight deep in their wide receiver core and still do well. They showed it versus a a legit SEC talented group of defensive backs who just got torched by Brock Thompson and company. You saw guys just step up time and time again, and that's because Coach Shepard had them ready. And not only was Coach Shepard a great positional coach, he was just a great motivator. If you ever watched the sidelines, he was like a strength coach. He was on fire. He was yelling out, patting guys on the rear end in the helmet when they come in. Defensive, offensive players, he's a team guy. That is going to be a very, very, very difficult person to uh, replace on that coaching staff. Jeff Brom and company have a hard assignment in trying to find a replacement for Jamarcus uh, Shepard. It's going to be hard, and um, he's going to be missed. He, uh, he's just going to be missed. I, that's, there's nothing, uh, no other way around it, and I already miss him. I like the guy. I love talking to him in spring. He would always talk to fans during the spring games, and uh, I think this stinks. But um, all is not lost. Still got a ton of guys coming back, and um, it's tough to see, though. As a Purdue fan, it's it's kind of hard to say, okay, these guys are both taking positions that are, if not lateral, uh, maybe a half step back, depending on your uh, perspective. But um, both programs are good. I mean, uh, Washington has a head coach that came from IU, then was coaching uh, in Southern California, and then he was then he's head coach up there, a young guy. Uh, Shepard has big upside, and Lambert went to a place that was home to him. So you can't really blame that part. It's just tough to swallow because they're not taking higher positions. Uh, maybe they're getting pay raises. We don't know those details yet. So that's about it. But uh, we'll keep an eye on it. I appreciate if you came in live once and you came back. Um, I'm going to check the stream here, see if anybody's on here. Have any questions? Um, yeah, Steve McCabe's back here. I appreciate it. I don't know, Steve, if you were in here earlier, um, Thanks for coming back. I don't know if you were one of the four people that told me no audio. So uh, I'm glad it is working. And Steve, you give me a high sign. Let me know. Make sure it's working because I right now I am at, oh shoot, 15 minutes and 39 seconds. And I think my audio is working. So if it's not, I'll check it here in a minute. 
Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks to our sponsors, Martin Vintage, uh, Gridiron Metalworks, and AJ's. And thank you uh, to the uh, the people who just like to tune in and watch the site. Keep an eye on it. we got some ideas what we're going to try to do here with basketball season getting into full tilt um, and football season officially being put to bed now as we look ahead to spring football and to um, good audio is good. That's a good, that's a great sign. Thank you, sir. Um, but I uh, do appreciate you tuning in and uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon. If you see uh, me at a Purdue basketball game, say hi. I love talking about the site and love talking about boilers, of course. So uh, have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. Talk to you soon. See ya.